all hands on deck, all systems check, and all mediums do. I love this saying by Jake Frank, who's my guest on the podcast today. He has this amazing ideation for a platform that can revolutionize our ability to make social impact on the world through Symbiotic, a platform that connects buyers and sellers who want to meet sustainable development goals. So to hear his plans for making this happen, make sure you check out this entire interview. You are here for another dose of climate positivity on the Green Business Impact Podcast. Here we highlight the amazing work of green businesses from around the world that are fighting against climate change. If you are ready to be inspired to take action, ready to hear some amazing examples of how we are working to fight the climate crisis, then stay tuned because this week's episode will be the perfect hit of climate positivity. Just give me a little summary about what you do and what Symbiotic is. Hello, everybody. My name is Jay Frank, and I'm based in New York City, the Lower East Side of Manhattan Island. And I'm the founder and, at the moment, the CEO of Symbiotic, which looks to brand social impact and transaction or operate as a SaaS platform, social impact as a service, connecting motivated buyers, looking for social impact and or sustainability to sellers that are primed for profit and purpose over channel sales, which addresses trillions of dollars of spend. We have a instrument of change that can maneuver in this framework of channel sales that connects the buyers to the sellers with definitive social impact. Basically what we're trying to do is address the cost of doing business, which is otherwise known as the commission. If we can redistribute the commission earned at the transaction level from profit only to profit and purpose, we can forge change, brand it, market it, one transaction at a time. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, that's great. And so you're talking about really taking these sales, moving them from the commission, taking some of that percentage of commission and putting it towards social impact causes. So you are connecting these different companies to the social impact or how is that connection going to work? Okay. So the cost of doing business, otherwise known as a commission, if we can connect buyers and sellers with an alliance per se of wanting to do better, Symbiotic can be that pathway. If we look at it from a selling perspective, there's getting in front of opportunities to sell whatever you're selling, whether widgets or telecom or infrastructure, that's been the hardest bit from my experience as a seller. This all comes from sales enablement, my experience from a long ways back, the 1900s. Any, anyway, so getting in front of opportunities, that's how this evolved. So if I could attract motivated buyers, like looking for social impact with a mechanism that can carve, redistribute the commissioner at the transaction level, I can probably get in front of that opportunity a lot easier. So that's on the selling side, saying if I could offer you whatever your infrastructure requirements are and winning on the front end of that cost capacity with consultation, if I win that solution, automatically we're going to shift that commission in terms of redistribution where we take 30%, that's the cost of doing business with Symbiotic, and 25 of 30 is going to the social impact partner, the nonprofit that the customer chooses, which the only caveat is that it must support or align with the sustainable development goals. And we support that via embedded philanthropy. And that's the redistribution of the commission repurposed as embedded philanthropy, which the customer of record would be accredited. Definitely. And you also mentioned this is really a way for it to come back to the companies that are making this effort to distribute some of their commission back 
into, into the social impact, how is that going to come back around for them? Yeah, so we see this as a whole systematic change where he can connect these three separate platform or stakeholders of procurement, distribution, and social impacts. So a transaction offering social impact in terms of embedded philanthropy to the nonprofit. So eventually when the nonprofits start to see these monies or even at the onset, they could turn around to their supporters, their website, their board of directors, word of mouth, and here's another way to support us. If you have any B2B solution requirements and you align with our mission, register this, this opportunity and giving back to the selling community with an opportunity that wants to support said nonprofit, then the deal is almost halfway closed. And by bringing that opportunity to the selling community, we've created our own symbiotic circular economy. And once this transaction is mapped and everybody looks good and you start to pave this forward, the thresholds are hit and it never stops. Yeah, that's great. And you're hoping that companies can really use this as a way to report on their ESG goals as well, right? Yes, absolutely. Anybody with a enterprise customer per se with an ESG requirement or commitment, we could help facilitate that without any kind of operational shift. For example, Pepsi Cola has material issues with water. We can connect the social impact partner that focuses on water, such as Charity Water, Water Fund, or one of our partners is a medium-sized nonprofit that can help facilitate that. If we support the material issue of the enterprise customer, we can connect the dots and increase ESG ratings with verifiable transparent blockchain mechanisms that measure the social impact. Yeah, that's great. And you mentioned blockchain there. Can you talk more about how that works inside of your platform? Absolutely. We're trying to map every social impact dollar from the start. So in terms of reaching of the commission, you know, we have a platform partner that is ready to go with funding. We're at the ground level right now with just the idea of the frameworks. But eventually when we're active, every transaction will be placed or proven on the blockchain. That's all we're looking to do is prove the social impact, the immutable, verifiable dollar capital support of the nonprofit, and then map the customer logo to the financial amount they're supporting the nonprofit, the social impact partner, to the correlating sustainable development goal on a shiny NFT and showcase that with the world. The nonprofit could also state that on social media to any other business. Hey, Look what uh, Pepsi's doing. If anybody else wants to save money and or increase functionality via increased services or lower cost and also support us, here's a mechanism to do one transaction at a time. We're looking to showcase the goodwill of the customer to attract the buyer and the seller and everybody wins except business as usual or greed. Definitely. And how do you see companies interpreting this and really accepting this and bringing this in? Do you see this as something that are getting excited about? What has been the response so far? It's been a very long road to, I left my company. I started in 1997 in channel sales, January 1st, 2020 with a leap of faith. I had no idea where I was going. So eventually I've come up with a name and a platform ideation, but I've spoken to people all around the world and a lot of people get it and a lot of people like it, but there's been very little traction in terms of allies. Let me help you with ways. And I've also tried to reach out to some really top brass ranks in the space of Microsoft, Google, big tech, where I know that with their alliance, I can start this up automatically. But IBM told me that there's no way we're doing with you as an infancy, but come back to us when you have some evolution. So it's been a matter of the chicken or the egg and experience. I'm trying to streamline and focus going forward as we spoke about it pre-interview in ESG, where we could really narrow the focus towards that, it might 
We can track the buyer and we can track the seller and forge better outcomes in transaction. But it's been a very slow roll to say the least. I have great ideation, but execution has been a bit of a kryptonite and I have no problem expressing that and trying to find support that we can join pieces and construct business of radical common sense. Definitely. And you were working in channel sales before this. What kind of spurred you to start making this happen now? So I started in 1997 and after the deregulation of local phone service in the United States. And I saw it as a ground floor opportunity to start a business and to make a living. Really, that was it. So it was more like a waste of a means because I'm not super passionate about channel sales, but it looked like a way to make a living and do my own thing, which was completely what it said it would. And then we did that. My brother and I were both the hustler entrepreneurs and started this company. But as I developed into the space, I realized that I'm not a smooth talker and I'm trying to find those opportunities with hardest bits. And that's where the ideation of Symbiotic came in a precursor, which was known as Telecom for Charity, which we developed as a singular version of a channel sales company, Nice Touch Communications, where I was able to generate conversations with LinkedIn, Whole Foods, and New York Life, but they never gave me opportunities to prove it. So it proved itself in terms of the sales enablement tactic, but never in execution. We donated about $60,000 to various different nonprofits, but they never turned around and utilized this for alternative fundraising as a closed loop. And the lack of bandwidth, timing, and execution really had to put on the shelf after five or six years, not expanding as much as my partner had believed it to be. So I had to put on the shelf and then going back to selling services, profit only, without the passion, without the better outcomes in transaction was a grind. It was always a thorn in my side. So eventually I was able to come to terms with my partner and received a buyout, which has given me the runway to establish Symbiotic. Here we are three years later, and I have nothing but conviction and commitment and learned a lot, made a lot of connections along the way, still at the ground floor, which is good and bad. It's very exciting to have this framework of possibilities, connecting the dots with new technology, artificial intelligence, machine learning, data science. We can attract better outcomes via the transparent goodness we're looking to carve out of every transaction be the change we need to see in this mechanism in terms of channel sales so we can be a connection of such a and brand social impact and attract sustainable solutions and be what we need to see in terms of sustainability for maybe even a more abundant life on earth. But right now we need to make some changes. Yeah, I completely agree. We need to make these changes happen. And what would you say would be that changing moment that you would want to see that would just break open symbiotic started to hit the next level? Yeah. So imagine a name brand opportunity that had a requirement that we were able to meet and win on the functionality and the cost side with a symbiotic selling partner to find a buying partner willing to utilize their spend and knowing that there's really no risk involved with this. Because if you're going to buy services from Verizon, you could buy them from Verizon or buy it indirect from a channel. So if we could find the channel partner that could win and not a 
necessarily Verizon, but any technology company that we want on the front end, the back end would offer this immutable social impact in terms of embedded philanthropy. We can you know, attract others and prove this. And obviously it needs capital. I have ways, tremendous ways, but the means to support this are so far apart. But with, like I said, a brand name opportunity or a letter of intent, maybe that would attract some capital to develop and hire a team to do this because channel sales, from what I'm told from a Forrester analyst, it's now at Canalis, leading a social influencer in space says that channel sales equates to nearly 70% of world trade. So the possibility of symbiotic can be literally a global brand name for better outcomes in transaction. If, big if, we have a movement of interest for better outcomes. And I mentioned this earlier on in the conversation before the interview started, but I have a saying that's all hands on deck, all systems check, and all mediums too. So oftentimes I'm trying to forge relationships with social impact or sustainable professionals and they look at me from my background and they don't connect the dots, but we're all here on the same planet and if we collaborate with intention or better outcome intention, we can forge better outcomes one transaction at a time in this space and other spaces again it's all systems checked all hands on deck so i'm here ready willing and able with a platform that is nothing less than brand name possibilities of dare i say it again radical common sense and goodness and we're all here no matter what our background is we have a calling to fight against the what's happening in the climate crisis and build a more sustainable world even if you have a completely different background it's quite okay. We welcome everyone here to who wants to make a difference because we need everyone here. Like you say, all systems check, mediums, everything. We need it all. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Billy. I appreciate you know what you're doing on your side too, because if we don't have mechanisms to share the message, we're just going to have very closed loops as well. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And sure, you definitely hope to see Symbiotic receive that partner, that letter of intent coming in. Do you have any other goals for Symbiotic for the next six months? I need to build a team. I'm certainly not cut out for the CEO leadership here, but I'm cut out for the inception phase and then orchestration of such. So we need to forge a team of concerned citizens that can help connect these dots for distribution, for procurement, and for social impact. So alternative fundraising, branding, marketing, infinite scalability here. It's just a matter of forging a team that can work together and have some fun at it and be disruptive with innovation and just take a swing at the business that's there. If we can attract these buyers, we can get the sellers and connect these dots because, again, it's the hardest bit from selling to get in front of that opportunity. And once you have that opportunity to sell, if you can find the right solution, which are into channel sales consultations, you can work from any carrier. 95% or so of solutions are channel enabled. So you can buy it directly or buy it indirectly. We're just talking about a different mechanism. Yeah. Definitely. And like you mentioned before, it's the chicken before the egg. You had the team there to help execute, but then you also need the money to pay the team, but you can't make the money without the music. You're kind of like in this catch 22. Absolutely. You'll get there. You'll get there. You got to find a way to make it happen. I know you will. And I know you've created the unofficial theme song for the Extinction Rebellion called May Day. I'd love for you to just first start off by telling our listeners, in case they don't know, about what the Extinction Rebellion is and just give us a little general background about that. And then we can talk about your song. Yeah, sure. So the Extinction Rebellion is a global movement, I believe, relatively recently in the United Kingdom that is just concerned citizens. It's more of a government, not necessarily facing business, but facing governments and just awareness 
awareness of the need to stop fossil fuels and all kinds of other mechanisms. But I like I was attracted to the name Extinction Rebellion because I'm a bit rebellious myself, and I certainly don't want to be part of extinctions. So I learned a lot about this effort in New York City and I had a technology for the Extinction Rebellion meeting pre-pandemic, and I wanted to try and help. I didn't know how to help, but I feel like very creative and musically as well. I said to myself, I'm like, this is really halfway there in terms of the theme song, Mayday, Extinction Rebellion. So I stated that to one of the leaders at the meeting. And two years later, I came back and said, hey, do you remember me? I said, I was going to write this unofficial theme song. Here it is. So, you know, when to talk about all hands on deck, all systems check, all mediums too. This is just my personal endeavor towards writing a song. I was hoping to find some bands that have more than the tens of followers that I have. Maybe they have tens of thousands, but they're looking for content to take on. They make their own. So the Extinction Rebellion unofficial theme song, Mayday, is really just a framework of music where it comes from rock and roll where I come from. And it looks to capture the minds and the hearts of the citizens that don't necessarily hear about Extinction Rebellion and to join forces, to join even just in the hearts and the minds. And we connect movement and traction. We can help forge change in politics, government, business. And it's more of a just transition where all the things that the sustainable development goals aligns with better outcomes and rebalancing of systematic breakdowns is really what's at hand. But had some struggles there too because of the name people are so offended so easily these days and stinks i don't want to get involved with that but anyway it's a good song i'm happy the way it came out i think the lyrics are really good the music's pretty good but again i have such a limited following in terms of musical friends you know, i'm not a performing musician but i would love to share this with the universe and have anybody from anywhere around the world take it on and make it reggae or make it dance disco whatever and we connect the dots within song we can help plant seeds in the minds and hopefully get more in alignment with the earth and the people on the earth and the diversity of the earth and protect it before it's too late because i'm not a scientist but i believe in science so believing in science it drives me in all points with the business evolution being that you have a very limited time frame to make the change i have an instrument change and I'm not convinced of my authenticity, listen to my song. And I think you'll have a better chance of, of accepting me for what I'm saying I can do and what I'm here for. Yeah, definitely. With that song, you definitely hear your passion for this and what you're really passionate about and how much you really care about what you're singing about during the song. And I think it was great. I loved listening to it. I'll definitely play it at the end of this episode so that everybody awesome. can hear it because it is great. I really enjoyed it. So I'm glad that you were able to share that with the world. So reach out. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. It's there for the taking for any bands that, that are looking for content. I know there was a brass band here in New York that I was trying so hard. And there's a backstory that is so crazy that connects dots in the universe. I'll have to share. It was too long for this interview, but I really want to share it with you because it's crazy. Yeah, you'll have to share it with me for sure. What really caused you two years ago, you said you would write this song and like you sat down and you said, okay, I got to do it. What was that motivation to say, okay, this is what I've got to do. I've got to put this together. And uh, what was that first moment for you when you were like, oh man, I know what I have to do. Did you ever feel any like hiccups during the song? Tell us more of the, the story of writing it. It was a long process. Like I said, two years, I went to the meeting for the technology for the Extinction Rebellion, which I knew I had this business path, the one we were talking about, Symbiotic, but that was yet to be evolved, still yet to be evolved, that could support the Extinction Rebellion. But in the interim, I'm like, how do I help? How can I help? And I 
conceived of the unofficial theme song, which claiming it's official because nobody else, but for sure I have some allies within the movement as well now. So from stating that, going back home, I didn't have much and the lyrics were very hard to find. And eventually over the course of time frame, they started to come together and put the pieces together. And it was not a rhyme or reason, but when I talked about the backstory, there's one guy that was turned out by Chevron after winning $9.5 billion judgment for Ecoside. He was on the Ecuadorian rainforest human rights side and he beat Chevron for this $9.5 billion judgment for all their ecocide crimes. But anyway, there was a protest for him because they went after him and put him under house arrest and there was all kinds of nefarious stuff going on. So there was a protest downtown Manhattan and I went to the protest and I saw him and went locked eyes. Roger Waters from Pink Float was there and I wrote him into the song. And then some other started piecing together and then all of a sudden it was done. And then I enrolled a drummer, a professional drummer and my friend, neighbor, bass player in my band. We went to the studio and recorded it and it's ready. It's there. It's out in the universe. So Mayday. It's Mayday. Call the arms really. Mayday. Yeah. The SOS signal that Mayday is. Definitely. Yeah. And I'll have the link for the song as well. It's up on Spotify. So anybody can listen to it there, which is great. And I love to ask this question just because I get a lot of varied responses. And it's always really interesting for entrepreneurs. We're always very interested in learning more and finding out more things about what we need to know and be able to do next. So what are you currently learning right now? I'm trying to just be a sponge or just trying to find any kind of mechanisms that would help support the premise of symbiotic ESG the frameworks. There's an iMasons, which is a consortium of technology leader. They're forging a technology for sustainability. I'm trying to learn how to talk to people better. I'm trying to learn how to communicate. And I guess that sums it really up. And listen, I really want to listen and communicate and be a better citizen, really. Understand I'm going to have a framework for better outcomes and solution, but you know, I've had such limited traction, I need to really look at myself and what am I doing wrong? How do I do it better and stay the course? Because I believe in it so much conviction and commitment and ideation are so strong. Yet, what's the roadblock here? Why haven't I been able to expand upon it? So I have a runway of about six months to get this going one way or the other. And I'm swinging for the fences because it has so much potential in terms of business power towards, it doesn't even matter what you're into, conscious capitalism or degrowth, we have an instrument of change that can bridge the gaps between business as usual and better outcomes. And like I said, one transaction at a time, it's not all or nothing in terms of selling or buying, but it's opt-in, whatever fit. And we want to be there and make the fit. Yeah, definitely. You've had so many great points, which is great. And we're always just constantly learning, trying to figure out what's going to make it happen. And I'm sure you'll figure it out in like six months, you'll get it there. And I like to just ask as well, what is one tip that you would give any entrepreneur in the audience who might be listening here and wondering how to grow their green business? Stay the course, please stay the course because we can't give up. We have very limited time. And let's say let's join together as allies of the SDGs and ESG provocateurs. We have to, one at a time, whether your neighbor, your family, just bring them on, talk to them about the state of the earth, state of the planet, and try and spread the message from the ground level, from the top level, every which way we can, wherever fitting from a kids to your bar mates or your band mates or your basketball mates, whatever it is. Be the change you want to see and stay the course because the alternatives are, let's not even go there, but if you want to 
forge protopian or long path or utopian, almost protopian is something I heard about recently, not dystopian solutions, stay the course and just hold your head up. And you know that you are with people around the world that are they're trying to forge better outcomes and, and reach out to me. I'd love to talk. Yeah, definitely. And that's a perfect segue to my next question. How can they reach out to you? What's the best way to talk to you? The best way, I guess, is email in today's modern age. Email me at j at bsymbiotic.com. That's J-A-Y at B. S-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-C dot C-A-O-M. Perfect. Great. Thank you so much, Jay, for coming on the Green Business and Mac podcast. It's been so awesome being able to have you on and talk all about what the symbiotic is and what you guys are really fighting for and also talking about your unofficial theme song, too, for the Extinction Rebellion. So thank you so much for coming on the show. It was a pleasure to be here, Billy. I really look forward to staying in the course symbiotic and showcasing evolution down the road and uh, staying connected with you and your community. And I appreciate your presence in this space. So thank you so much. There's a spirit.
And if you enjoyed this interview with Jay Frank and how he is creating a platform to connect to buyers and sellers who are looking to make sustainable change and social impact on the world, which can help companies meet their ESG goals and make huge social impact on the planet, then I invite you to check out this interview with Fenno. They are giving the power back to the people when it comes to investing. And we also go deep into ESG goals and how to hold companies accountable with our wallets so that they meet their ESG goals. So make sure you check out this interview with Fenno. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Green Business Impact Podcast. We hope you enjoyed hearing your weekly dose of climate positivity. In a world that constantly inundates you with the negative things happening, it can be great to take a break and hear some great things happening in the world. Make sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app to stay up to date with the latest and best interviews of the top minds in the green industries. And if you are interested in launching your own podcast to make an even larger impact on the world, then look no farther than the podcasting platform that I use here to launch every single episode of Green Business Impact, Podbean. I searched through all the different podcasting platforms out there and the best choice by far was Podbean. They give you truly the best value and all the resources you need to spread your message to the world by easily connecting you to all the different podcasting networks like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all of them. And they give you so many resources and opportunities to monetize it as well. So if you are on the fence about which podcasting platform to go with, make sure you check out the link in the description below to register your podcast with Podbean. Thanks again, and we can't wait to see you back here next time for another hit of Climate Positivity.